0: Good evening everyone. Hurry bow, how do you any questions tonight? Yes. Chapter one three. Me? Chapter three. A little, a little bit about raganuga Bhakti. Before going into the division of Raganuga Bhakti called Samandanuga, which is the way to uh, friendship with Krishna. Another question? No question no. Yes?
1: So, in, in uh, talking about uh, spontaneous service to Krishna, which is re- re- referred to, the Goswami is referred to as Raghunatha versus Vaidhi Bhakti. Um, my question is, in Vaikuntha, once one has you know, followed the Vaidhi Bhakti path, is that service that they're rendering in Vaikuntha not spontaneous? Is there sort of a question of semantics here? Mm And the the idea of Ranganuva is more more intimacy as opposed to Mm aishwarya?
0: It's uh, described by Rupa Goswami that um, mm, perhaps in the commentary of Jiva Goswami that in in, in Bhakti, <clears throat> one is uh, driven by the scriptural commands and so forth, motivating force, uh, in one sense, behind uh, his or her Bhakti. But obviously they're also motivated by the ideal of reverential love of God. Hmm. And, um, and uh, when one on that path attains bhava, then... Their, um, their practice, if you will, is uh, no longer subject to the rules and regulations given in the Shastra. In other words, Rules and regulations in the Shastra are, are for uh, those who, who who need them. Hmm? Those who have... And and they are designed to help us at a certain stage to develop love of God because they tell us you shouldn't do this and, and you should, should do that. And if you do this and you do that, then um, you're going to get love of God. So bhava is... is is very uh, uh, difficult to achieve, Rūpa Goswami says, speaking about Vaidibhakti. bhakti, hmm? the bhāva, Vaidibhakti. bhakti. Um, But upon attaining it, then then the rules that were previously of use and of value um, in Scripture, they're no longer uh, uh, applied. In other words, one doesn't need them to to practice. One has bhāva, and from bhāva, the body uh, Bhakta attains Prem, and it's uh, Prem in Bhaykhunthu, or Prem in, in Ayodhya, or, or Dwarka even, uh, it could be in relation to Krishna as well. So, um, now that said, that is a scenario for the Vati Bhaktas. But it does not in rag Bhakti it does not depend upon attaining Bhava to um, be, I want to say, come out from underneath the rules of, of the scripture. It could happen at any time with the maturity, the maturation of their sacred uh, greed and thirst for the ideal. So, in in, in, in Bhakti, the motivating, the, 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 the eligibility to tread the path is the faith in in um, in uh, well in what the scriptures say about bhakti the what that's what enables you to tread the path in rag bhakti it's faith along with this uh, taste hmm? and the taste is more prominent than than the, than, than the faith element uh, I mean it's not that they don't have faith but bhakti milo described it as shraddha, which means faith shraddha mai lobha Shraddha, lobamayi, excuse me, Shraddha, faith that's infused with this, this, this greed, which is an interesting word or term. Uh, uh, greed is something that that's unbecoming, you know. So if you act in a greedy way, it's rather unbecoming. So I like to think of it along those lines. If you la- act with God in the way they do in Vrindavan, it's unbecoming from the perspective of those in Baikunta. You can't do that. That's God. You can't treat him like that. You can't tie him up. You can't chastise him, wrestle with him, and, and so forth. But, but the, the, the the strength of their the power, the force of their love, drawing them into intimacy, causes them to do those things in relation to him, and he happens to like it quite a bit because it enables him to get close to his devotee, and his heart is his devotees' hearts. It says, my heart is the heart of the devotee. the devotee is my heart. So, in its reverential love, it's true also, but there's some barrier, he can't get close. So when they approach like this, he's very pleased by this, so it's very compelling. Um, to him, it draws his attention. If you want that ideal, and and, and you understand it properly, then he's naturally, what do you want that? Well, Nobody wants that practically. They all want eternal life, or they want things, or they want to worship me and, with, and live in my planet and so forth. And you just want, like, wow, like that to be like, like Sudam, like Sudam of Golita Vishaka Nanda Yashoda. That's an incredible uh, aspiration, and it draws His attention to us like nothing else could. So it's very central to Ragh Bhakti. And so that the one who has that sacred, we want to call it, greed uh, for that ideal um in that context there, there it's faith filled with the with the greed and the, and the greed is more is more the prominent element than the faith which is there also you have to have faith to tread the path mm-hmm. um, and so in that the sadhana of, of Raha as I say it's not dependent upon attaining bhava in order to be freed from the rules of the scripture which are meant to help you on a certain level Hmm? Um, and that said of course uh, as there is faith in different degrees tender faith firm faith firm and well informed faith providing bhakti so there's faith filled with or (coughs) imbued with with this loba that's also tender and uh, and firm and uh, firm and well informed so Therefore, you find these contradictory, apparently, descriptions of loba, where it's like greed for Krishna, uh, for, for following the prajabhasis, is, is, is uh, uh, characterized as having no greed for anything else. And then it said the path is very fast in Raga Bhakti, uh, very easy. But I mean, how do you get that kind, of <laughs> that kind of... You have to get free from all kinds of greed and have greed for Krishna... Seems like a very high thing. So these are this is like a ma- description of mature loba, where all of the aspects of rag, bok, de, bhakti can be incorporated in practice, and so forth. Then there are other descriptions that 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 seem to be very more more generous about what is what is the what is the greed. Rupa Goswami says, hearing from the Bhagavatam the stories about Krishna, one becomes attracted. I, I'd like to serve like that. Okay. Now he still might have greed for other things and so on so obviously there are there are uh, descriptions of the greed that speak to mature greed and immature greed you know it might be fl- but it flower what is it? flowering budding flowering and and fruiting greed something like that <coughs> um, or anyway tender uh, along with the faith and firm and firm and well informed so um, so this is some of the basic uh, difference between Bhaiti Bhakti and Ragh Bhakti. As much as that greed, you might have mature greed and not yet have attained bhava. Hmm? And you're in a better position uh, with regard to the being above and beyond the uh, scriptural <coughs> proscriptions and it's the opposite, yes, mandates the do's and don'ts of of, of the scripture, then someone on Vaidhi Bhakti has to wait until they attain bhava. It's just a kind of a strong statement about the nature of mature uh, greed for that I- ideal, um, which, of course, is going to come from someone who has learned, studied the argument, understands that the the path of Bhakti, They haven't just thrown out the scripture and said, "Oh yeah, that's really." I heard about Krishna. Oh, that's nice. Let me just chant it. Yeah, no, I it, it, uh, If you, as I said the other, night, if you want milk, you want milk. You like milk. You have. You, you learn about how to take care of a cow, and you go through all the trouble to do so. And so, if you like Krishna in that ideal, the, the way that the the, the brudge people serve him, then you want to learn all about it. Hmm? So you you do you don't throw out the scriptures, but it's a different orientation to them. Um, so, uh, so to your question, yes, uh, people who are have the preem in Vaikuntha, they're not reading the you know the, the Bhagavatam there, and I mean uh, they're serving Krishna. If Kupu Kumar comes, they may pull up the Bhagavatam and say, "This is what it says, you know." And if you, you find in Brihad Bhagavatam, "Read this, is what the Upanishads say," and so. But basically, they're just serving Krishna, and it's not like they're thinking, "I, I should get up from Mangalartik because it's time now" or something like that. And you know, or they're beyond the rules and regulations. But then their love for Krishna, for Narayan is different. It's of a reverential uh, nature, and the love for the of the inhabitants in Vrindavan for Krishna is is is, is of an intimate um, nature. So there's. There's certainly spontaneity, if you will, in the service of the of uh, of the bhaktas in the Baikuntha, But at the same time, that there's spontaneities we're talking about. There's also some hesitation that goes with it, as to what's appropriate in terms of serving Narayan. What's not appropriate in terms of serving Narayan? He's God, so this is appropriate. This is the, those are not the considerations of someone's uh, parents for their children what's appropriate and what's... I'll tell you what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> you understand? So there's no, like, if you want to call it that, hesitation of any type about how we, you know, we should approach and what time, what, you know. It's spontaneous, but still there, there is a certain environment, hmm, a certain protocol, uh, you know, to its worship. Its worship. Um, uh so there's a protocol, and, and with, but with Krishna, it's like he doesn't want to get up. And mother says, "You got to get up. The cow's got to get milked." He, he does, "She doesn't realize I just lay down. <laughs> I, I just snuck in under the you know before the sun came up. <laughs> and, uh, you know, let's get up." You know. So in Vrindavan, you know, it's Brindaban Vrind- Eshwati, radhe You know, this is the the, uh, the the two words radhe which you know uh, which encapsulate the the bhava of the Bhagavatam. Hmm? so she's ruling there and um, um how to deal with him and so it's not at all like Bhakkhun. so there's a there's a element of hesitation as I'm speaking about it that's not the same as spontaneous like how you would there's no like pranai. Hmm? Pranai is the is the is the uh is is very um, uh, central to the kind of love of Vrindavan. It means how you would relate with somebody and their body, for example, whom you love. I've given an example before. If you're walking down the street in Samra and you bump into somebody, you go, oh, "Excuse me, I'm sorry." Hmm? If you if you bump into your wife and accidentally bump her into the street, you know. You, you don't get all, she doesn't get all uptight and so say, you touched me, you pushed me, you know. It's like, you know, whatever, you know. Um, um, so because you've extended yourself into the body of your children, of your friend, of your lover, in such a way that if something happens to their body, you feel like it's happening to yours. Or there, there's this, this, this kind of uh, uh, extended uh, sense of, of self. In, in in love, that's not there in the same way in in worship. And you could touch Narayan and go, oh, you can't touch Narayan like that. I mean, when, when Gopu Kumar in Brihad Bhagavatamrita comes to Vaikuntha and he sees that Narayan is the, is the same, uh, the deity that he's worshipping through his mantra, he, he sees, because it's Krishna, it's a form of Krishna, and so. He says, hey, Gopal. And then they say, you can't talk like that around here. Stop that. That's Narayan. You can't act like that. And Narda sees him. is in Sakuras, uh, of, a, of the Vaiti type of Sakuras, uh, mixed with Dasya. Mm-hmm. He's, so he goes to... So he sees this and, and he, he pulls pulls him aside and says, hey, cool it, cool it. You know, this is not how you behave in this place here. Mm-hmm. So you understand he's destined to go to Golok, so forth. Um, so, you know, and the story goes on, but there's a protocol there. The same protocol with the garden of is followed in Vrindavan. They worship uh, Narayan in the home of Nanda, in Minnesota. They've got the Shalagram of Nishringadev that they worship there. They're very good to do it all right, but how they relate with Krishna is entirely different. So that's where the spontaneity really uh, lives up to the full sense of the term. It's almost like, let's well, speak of how you act in relation to someone else's body, whom you love. How you act in relation to your own body? Hmm? There's no, there's no, there's nothing that's off bounds or whatever. Or, you know, uh, you can. Lay on your back or your side or sit up, or whatever. Put your foot on your head or uh, as you like. Uh, uh, so, so feel in, uh, this way in relation to Krishna. They don't feel like that in Vaikuntha. Does That help? Yeah, you got it. Now. Right, but yes, they, no, their love is spontaneous. They're they're not checked. They're not they're not like they're just naturally serving in that. Bhava. I'll give you an example. I've given before. You might have heard me say it, but we were in South India once, myself, and the was took me to a Sanskrit scholar's uh, school, and uh, a very nice man from the ramanuj Sampradaya a devotee of Narayan, and uh, he served out prasadam. We were all taking prasadam, and we were uh, um, discussing some, having some harikata, and he was all, the fellow was quite jolly as he was serving us. And so Narasimha said, you know, uh, forget his name, he said so-and-so, you know, when we talk about Krishna and Krishna Kata, he can become very jolly. He said, oh, yes, 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 very, very nice. He said, And then the Maharaj said, but when we talk about Narayan, he said, that's a different thing. Um, he just went like, like he just like, we all went, whoa. He just like, just hearing the name of Narayan, he just went like, oh, that's a different thing. We, we, we were really, imp- I was really impressed, like, well, I know he was a real a real thing, but um, that was a good sign of it as well. So, so yes, yeah, so if Narayan should show himself as Krishna in a particular way, then we can relax a little bit about that. But, you know, it's not that they're thinking, I'd like to be like Nanda. If if Narayan on Janamastami in Vaikuntha shows his Krishna Leela, hmm, then the inhabitants of, Vaikuntha will will very much appreciate that, but they don't think. I'd like to be like Sri Dam, Sudam. I'd like to be like Nanda, Isoda, Alita. This it, is not a possibility. It's not. It's just a certain face of Narayan that he shows sometimes. Hmm. It's very charming, but he, but Narayan is the supreme personality, of God, and what you do is worship him. Hmm. With that, lately you kind of chuckle, and you know it's sweet and charming, and it's worshipable too. But. Hmm. That's why, even when Gopakumar went in Vaikuntha, Narayan showed him his Krishna-lila, and still it didn't quite work for him. Hmm? He had to go to the Krishna-lila of the Maha of Falok. Hmm. <laughs> so... So yeah, the paths of uh, rag bhakti and vadi bhakti are different, and of course, that said, uh, practically all of that what constitutes the actual practice of vadi bhakti is part of rag bhakti. Rupa Goswami says oh, rag bhakti consists of this. You know, he, he lists a few things and what the eligibility is, and remembering the leelas and serving in the sadaka day and the citadea, and and incorporating aspects of vadi bhakti and it comes right after his whole lengthy description of the angas the limbs of Vaiti bhakti but it's not that all those limbs are just another path and the rag only consists in precisely what rupa Goswami is talking about but practically all the other limbs of Vaiti bhakti are also incorporated into into rag bhakti like having a guru taking initiation he doesn't mention that when he describes rag bhakti but that's part of it hmm? obviously so hearing chanting and so on but it's, again, it's with a different um, I- ideal in mind. Hmm? Hmm. And um, we get that ideal from associating with uh, with devotees who have that ideal in this life, and uh, it can be accumulative also from the previous life. If it's accumulated from the previous life, it will show up quicker in this life when you again resume the practices and so forth, as the Gita talks about. Hmm? Um, taking another birth and being spontaneously uh, drawn to the practices and so forth. If it occurs, the lobe lo- lo- lo becomes in the, in this life. Then, then take a little little longer. Hmm? But um, again, its genesis is. Uh, I would say that the genesis of rag bhakti, which will fix and determine. The type of uh, bhava that you will attain. The same holds true for Bhakti, Is is the sadha-sangha and the samskars that you you get from that kind of association. Hmm. Rupa Goswami uses the term vasana. Vasana is somewhat synonymous with the term samskar, but it implies more of like a like a grouping of samskars that are Im- embedded in the chitta. And from previous lives, and form or that, like the formation behind your psychology and disposition. Materially speaking, you can understand it. So spiritually speaking, same holds true. And there, so there is a spiritual personality disposition that is couched in the vasana, this this grouping of some scars or impressions received from association with sadhus that hasn't. Manifest yet, your material some scars are still prominent, but this, this, and this is underneath. And so, when it's followed up by subsequent practice and so forth, then the material some scars start to become uh, absolved, uh, done away with, cleansed, and uh, and this um, uh, the seed for the the bhava that you will attain that's coming from the bhakti samskars to come to the to the surface and now it meets with a gradually with a purified will and then as it's mentioned in in Vedanta Sutra um, that the, the mukta can have a body, a form for serving or not have a form at its discretion. So it means that there's a point in one's progress where your will and desire is pure, and that then, in conjunction with the samskaras for bhakti and the taste, you get the samskaras, you do the practices, uh, you don't even know that you have, perhaps in this life, scar from previous life, but anyway, you, you get, get sadhasa in this life. It corresponds with the seed that you've gotten previously, and you do bhakti, and the taste comes, the lobe comes, and, um, what's that? And then, um, anyway, in this way we, we, uh, progress on the path and, uh, eventually attain the ideal. So, um, Impressions give rise to to taste, which is eligibility for the practice. The practices uh, cleanse the heart, displace material, some scars. Taste increases, and yeah, and so a- as it does, and the material, some scars retired, then the will, your desire, is only in relation to bhakti, like Mahaprabhu describes in Ruchi. Bhakti na dhanam na janam na I don't care for anything in the world and I, I don't care to get out of the world my desire is only for bhakti hmm? so this this is ruchi stage of ruchi and there's no material desire there so meanwhile there's a desire for bhakti and the taste that you have is specific because it's relative to the to the sum scars that you have attained which is the seed of your bhava, and this ra, ruchi, and asakti are the stages within sadhana that are most like bhava-bhakti. Therefore you have, for example, Krishna Das Kavirash Goswami says, there's rag-bhakti, the ajatarati, and uh, uh, without rati, and with rati. Jiva Goswami uses the term with ra, ruchi and without ruchi. He, he's not talking just about lobha, because if there's no lobha, how can there be raganu bhakti? Hmm? And we see that Kraviyaraj is using the term jata-rati, without, without rati, that means without bhava, rati means bhava. So you can do rag without without bhava. When Jiva Goswami invokes the term uh, jataruchi, he's saying either the same thing, or he's taking it down a couple steps, and saying without ruchi, which is, you, 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 you can do also, impl- implication of which is, when you have Ruchi, the way in which you can engage in Raganuga Bhakti is really complete, as it would be, for example, in Bhava.
1: Hmm?
0: And in Bhava your will is pure, so your will in relation to the to the the tastes and and, and the bhava and so forth is now a factor in forming the details of your Swarup. The general idea is well, because of sadhusanga with a Madhurya Rasas, Madhurya Ras Bhaktas, you got a seed for Madhurya Ras, uh, Madhurya Rati. Hmm? So there's still many details to fill in, right? So who fills them in? Hmm? The taste fills it in. The, the practice fills it in. And there's will, just like in in, in liberated life and in lila, the devotees have desires. The desires are all appearing, manifesting in an environment of the sarup shakti, which is only for pleasing Krishna. So, ever they will, it's all for pleasing Krishna. Here, whatever we will, it's all in relation to the material energy, which is not for serving Krishna. So, therefore, there is this—you know—we're militant against the desires, but then there are spiritual desires. Hmm. They arise fully and have the have full power the more one becomes um, free from material bondage so ruchi shreya kairava vatana, something coming from the other side right hmm? uh, the beginning of uh Praptabilas hmm? desire to attain Krishna and it and, for example and it's and the ruchi is specific because it corresponds with the object of love that we will become attached to in asakti, the next stage. So the object is specific. Hmm? Krishna as the cowherd, Krishna as the as the son of Vishoda, Krishna as the lover of Radha, the taste corresponds. So there's a there's a role for your will. Now you have to put your will into practice and submission. Culture of uh, of 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 Shraddha and culture of of, uh, of the ideal hmm. uh, that's very powerful uh, to uh, to contemplate the nature of th- those uh, of, of, of the uh, Brajbasi's love in in any particular. Rasa, sahkira rasa, madhurya rasa—what it's like—that's what, what, very powerful, mm. part of, aspect of, of bhakti. So, what else?
1: This up is it possible that the material, some scholars can move um, move forward at the same time as? Uh,
0: what do you mean by move forward?
1: Continue as opposed to falling aside by dint of spiritual practice. can both go on for some time.
0: Yeah, I mean, they'll eventually fall away. They don't just immediately go away. Eventually, they'll... It's not that, you know, you don't make any spiritual progress until all your material desires are gone, but you're making progress and the material desires are there too. And some of them are falling away. There's all kind of things you had desired that you no longer desire. Hmm. For example. Right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. What else?
2: I was wondering about the knowledge aspect in Vaikuntha. Uh, there seems to be a gradient, a gradation from Aishwarya to Madhurya in Vrindavan knowledge is for intents and purposes suppressed nobody knows krishna's god he doesn't even know his god and then going out speaking in geographical terms in Varaka he knows his god and i uh, and, and they know he's god still there is some you know some some you would imagine that there is some i don't know ignorance because if you go all the way to the end where there's just like you say that it gets more and more frozen, and suppo- from what I, from the little I know, everybody has the same opulences, the same look, and, and so they're also mentioned. You, you you wonder what what even happens there, but <laughs> so is that how it is? There's just a direct uh, correlation from absolute knowledge to practically no knowledge, or is there knowledge in Vaikuntha? By, um, by knowledge, I'm, I'm referring to the six opulences. Al like within matter, he is omniscient. But in Vaikuntha, we think of Krishna in Vrindavan and that knowledge is suppressed. But I am hazy about Vaikuntha, the rest of Vaikuntha.
0: What are you hazy about? <laughs> well, hazy about your question.
2: Um, for example, in, in I know that Indvar-
0: is Narayana, in Vrindavan... In Dwarka, Krishna is... Um, omniscient, he's God but he asks Uddhava for advice
2: right, so does he know everything that's going to happen? Or?
0: no that's why he asks Uddhava mm. <laughs> <laughs> so Uddhava says "Well, this is incredible, you know everything you're God, in other words still you ask for my advice and I, I give it, but you're God so you must know everything but apparently he doesn't, why would he ask? So his omniscience is, is is not as prominently manifest as it would be, for example, in Vaikuntha. It's, 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 nobody's going to be advising uh, Narayan the way Uddhava does, advise Krishna. Neither does he have the kind of lead that Krishna would, would, does, which would re- require that kind of thing. He's not like having a meeting and deciding, you know, what to do with the other kings and, you know, whatever. Like <laughs> Krishna does in, 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 in Dwarka. So um, he's a king. Narayan is the king. Everyone's serving him.
2: I guess Ramachandra is much more human-like. Yeah. Bhomalita and Bhaguntha is just that. I am worshipped as a green king or
0: something. Merin, <laughs> uh, well, uh, I mean Bhaguntha is very wonderful and uh, ex- extraordinary and. Uh, um, and, uh, and Ryan has so many avatars so many faces that he shows so many leelas basically his leelas are known through the leela avatars hmm. so those are all faces, as it's understood they're all faces of himself he does all of those things he does nishringa. he does vamana. he does angsa, this, that he's pretty incredible he's got a lot of leelas But, um, yeah, he's gone.
2: And what about the influence of the Swarup Shakti? Because the Shakti is pretty much the whole of, let's say, the spiritual world. Is is the influence of the Swarup Shakti less prominent, less strong, as you go down this spectrum?
0: That's a different kind of influence. Doesn't have the same kind of intensity, I guess you could say, that affords intimacy. Hmm? Lakshmi is a, is a partial manifestation of Bharata. In Vaikuntha, you have one Lakshmi. In Goloka, you have thousands of them. That's the difference. Lakshmi Sahasrasatta. Sambhama Not only are there many of them, but the quality of their service, some brahma mano, is very extraordinary. It's not like Lakshmi's.
2: Hmm. I guess all those who attain Sarupya Mukta are actually alone. They don't have their own little Lakshmi. They're not just blue, you know, many Narayans with their own Lakshmi. I'm just confused what happens in vaikuntha What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> just look like Andrew. Well, like Does anything even have to happen.
0: Uh, They may have consorts and airplanes. (laughs) It's it's quite possible. Uh, There aren't a lot of descriptions, but there are some in the Bhagavatam. Hmm. Third can, there are beautiful descriptions of of the forms of people and so forth and so on. Um, Brihad Bhagavatamrita, there's a little bit as well. Yes.
1: I'm trying to understand the categories of, uh, of Adhikar, Kanishta Madhyam, Uttam, Adhikara and how it's described where there's an Uttamadhikar, Vaishnav, who comes to realize that he wants to become a preacher per se, so then he becomes, or comes down to the <coughs> platform of Madhyam. And so that gets me to under, uh, think about how how these categories are, are brought forward and as to whether they're stages or are they like mindsets? Because if the one is an uttam adikar and they come down to a mind, one
0: when, uh, when we talk about that, we're talking about the realization. There's one thing that one has uh, adikar for practicing bhakti, according to the measure of his faith, in vādhi bhakti, has weak faith, firm faith, or firm faith that's well-informed by the scripture, um, accordingly one has is better equipped to tread the path. And then in the Bhagavatam, there's the idea of the Madhyam, Uttam, and Kanishta characterized by realization. So the Kaniṣṭha is characterized by the realization that, that Krishna is God, for example, the deity, Narayan, whatever, uh, Ram is God, and he has some... Sense of worship, but he doesn't really understand the importance of the Vaishnava.
1: Hmm?
0: So he's a Kaniṣṭha. He, he's a Prakrita Bhakta as the word material materialistic bhakta. It's almost an oxymoron. But he comes to the temple, puts a rupee in the box, and ignores the Bhagavatam discourse that's going on there. Um, and then there's the the intermediate devotee who's characterized. Um, by conducting himself uh, uh, to, in such a way as to develop love for the deity, Ishvur hmm? eteradin and uh, to, to show kindness to uh, innocent people, um, uh, to uh, avoid envious people, hmm? was the fourth one. Um,
1: hmm?
0: and share with uh, peers and so forth. This is characteristic. So the, the essence of the characteristic is that he has discrimination and the, the, the Kaniṣṭhādhikāri has no discrimination, no proper spiritual discrimination. Um, the Uttamādhikāri realization is that he's full of discrimination and you need that discrimination to preach, Right? You have to know what to say, what not to say, who to avoid, you know, um, who to associate with, and so on and so forth, to function in, in a world of uh, um, dissemination of bhakti.
1: Hmm.
0: You may not discriminate who to give it to, who not to give it to, that's another thing, but you discriminate who to associate with it, who not, for your own, so forth. So, now the uttamatikari, as described in the Bhagavatam, this is not, again, just the measure of their faith, but their realization, it's being described. It's a different way of talking about it. It's characterized by seeing Krishna every, in everything and everything in Krishna. Hmm? So he lacks discrimination. He sees Krishna in everything and everything in Krishna. Somebody offers him an apple, he says, thank you, Krishna. Krishna's feeding me. It's prasadam. Hmm? The others will take it and offer it, and the Kanishka will offer it to the, to the deity first. So he's seeing Krishna everywhere. He's seeing everything <laughs> related to Krishna. He, he lacks discrimination. How can he preach? Who's there to preach to? Mm-hmm. Everything's moving according to the will of, 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 of God, everything's perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How can he preach? Right? Now, mm-hmm. We see in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu both preaching, and we also see the uttamarikari disposition, right? In, in rag bhakti context, he becomes oblivious. He can't. His he, pr- public life of preaching is is, is uh, comes to an end, and he's in seclusion doing bhajan. He sees this this. The sand mound on the beach, and thinks it's Govardhan. He sees the ocean, he thinks it's the Jamuna. So he's seeing Vrindavan everywhere. Same idea, right? Seeing Krishna everywhere. He's lacking discrimination, and he's got to take care of him because he's like, no, that's not the that's not the Jamuna. That's the ocean. There's sharks in there. You know, pull you out, and so forth. Uh, so he lacks discrimination. In that stage, he's not preaching, right? Mm. prior to that he is preaching and he's exercising discrimination and sometimes he goes sometimes he goes even in the in Leela, sometimes he goes in within, within a trance he sees something he hears he, he enters the pastimes and he comes back out again and then he acts normally so he's going in and out so to speak of a of a, a Inability to discriminate and then an ability to discriminate. Hmm. So the point is that if you, you you want to preach, you have to kind of come out of uh, your uh, uh, um, out of a trance, if you will. Hmm. Now, if you do that to preach, the power behind what you preach is going to be more powerful than if you're preaching having not not being able to enter into that. Do you understand? That's going to have more power, even if, even if you say less. Hmm. So typically, I guess the point I'm making is that the Uttamadikari that we see, even in Mahaprabhu, is they go into this condition in which there's nothing to preach, you know, there's no discrimination, and they come out of it. They go in and out of it. They go in and out. So when they're out, they can preach. When they're in, they can't, hmm. so to speak. They may be able to wrestle themselves down from that for preaching and discriminating. But in time it would be difficult. Therefore Bhakti Vinod in the end, he couldn't do it anymore. He just locked himself in a room for four years. Hmm? Um, so I would say, you know, you have these Kaniṣṭha Kaniṣṭha, you have the Madhyam Kaniṣṭha, you have the Uttam Kaniṣṭha, so, and so on. So you have the Kaniṣṭha Uttam the Madhyam utum and the Uttam Uttam. Uttam Uttam, forget about him, yeah, you know, something like that. If he's a Madhyam utum or Kanishta Uttam,
1: something, then...
0: I mean, that's one way to think about it. We like to, think, I like to think that my guru is the highest, Rupa Goswami is the highest. Still, he was preaching. Rupa Goswami was preaching, right? He had to discriminate to write the books and, and all those things. So they have an ability to kind of... Uh, Uh, come to external consciousness, as we see in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself. They're still Uttamadikaris, they not now suddenly lost the realization of an Uttamadhikari and now they only have the realization of a, a Madhyamadhikari. But they function in some ways as, as a Madhyamadhikari and characteristically that means they are able to make to discriminate in ways that typically the Uttam preoccupation doesn't afford one. Hmm. In a good way, when we don't unable uh, to discriminate as Knyshdhikari, it's a problem. We need the discrimination of the of the Madhyama to attain the lack of discrimination in the Uttam, but that, that's positive and desirable. You follow? All right, we we'll stop there. Shri Shri Gopal Ki Jai, varivaśna guru-paramparā Ki Jai, Kaur Baktavendra Ki Jai,